What's good, people? You know, I wanted to come on today and, and really sit down and do a little bit of real talk. There's been so much coming out the last few days that it's kind of been a whirlwind of news just kind of zooming by. And while I know that the media is trying to attack Daniel Snyder and anything to do with the Washington Redskins organization, which that's still their name, so that's what I'm going to call them. Um, and they'll always be the Redskins to me, no matter if they change the name or not. You know, I could, I probably end up catching myself a million times calling them that even once they changed the name. But, you know, I grew up on the Redskins. I came up in the eighties and in the nineties and, you know, they were looked at as a fierce team. When people went to go play us, you know, they, they knew that they were getting fierce competition, really well coached team, uh, really well ran organization. Somewhere toward the end of Jack Kent Cook's life, that started to deteriorate. And I'm still not 100% certain why he did things the way he did. I know that he was trying to save um, his family from having to pay the estate tax and all that. But I just don't understand why he left the team in such limbo the way he did to end up getting sold or, as some people look at it, stolen from under everybody by Danny. Now, Daniel Snyder has done everything he can for the past 20 years to fail around every corner now one thing i'll have to give danny is, is he spent a lot of money in the process and he's put effort into trying to win i believe that he does want to win he's he's a fan i mean i believe he does want to win i i often question if he knows how to win or if maybe he has a problem with trust with the people he puts around him and maybe he's had a problem up to this point trusting the right football people to do the right things and instead has opted for the, you know the old, the old the old boy network that he knows of you know or the the people connected with the old sections of the Redskins uh, you know like Bruce Allen you know who honestly I thought was a great addition to the franchise when they brought him in in 2009 when I was thinking he was going to be in control of nothing but signing the paychecks, you know, of being the guy that puts the contracts together. That's what I thought Bruce's job was going to be. So I thought he was going to do a good job of that. I thought the lineage, you know, that we couldn't miss. And then, of course, Bruce's power increased over time. Uh, when they got rid of Shanahan, you know, the power really rested almost completely with Bruce. Like it was a complete power surge. And I often wonder if maybe... Bruce was behind that, you know, getting rid of Shanahan, or maybe he was the reason why Shanahan got undermined and didn't want to be there any longer. Of course, we all know about the RG3 thing. I'm not trying to get into that. That was such a sad experience to begin with. It's probably the best season of football we've had since Danny bought the team. I know the first year that Danny bought the team, we were, you know, a game away from the NFC Championship game, but 2012 was by far the best year of football for Washington in a long time and just to see the way that everybody turned on rg3 like that was crazy I, I, I never expected that to happen you know i'm not trying to say that rg3 wasn't without fault he was a young kid you know probably a lot of it went to his head but the fan base just turned on him you know i know that i myself tried to still support him but he kept getting injured, so it was hard to really get in there and say, well, he should be playing when the guy just kept getting injured. Then, of course, everybody knows what ended up happening. You know, if you followed me for a little while now, I said then that I thought that Jay Gruden was making maybe the wrong choice. Like, you invest all these draft picks on a guy, he gets injured, and then the next thing you know, we were just shipping him out the door without giving him a shot. And I know, I'll say it again, I know 
that he continued to get injured and that didn't help his situation not one bit but i always questioned jay gruden and his role in the situation of why he was allowed to take a guy that we traded all those number one picks for and not even try to develop him after when he took the job it was all about rg3 is this great athlete and this that and the third and the reason why i bring that up is of course because of the new information that's come to light about jay gruden actually you know trying to fight dj swearinger and you know i've heard some other whisperings about of course gruden everybody knows that he was cheating on his wife and had a little side thing going on which at the time i was trying to stay out of the drama but now that we're knee deep in the drama and everything is getting pulled out into the open we really should take a look back at those times you know i've heard a story running around that gruden was messing around with one of the girls at the front desk at, at, at the uh, the redskins front office and that it just so happened that capri bibbs was too and so the uh, conspiracy kind of grew a little bit and the next thing you know they were saying that they think that jay perhaps maybe bent someone because of a female that they were both dating which i don't know if that's true or not but if it is i'm i'm really starting to wonder what kind of environment is this like are we seeing the reasons why this team has not won anything in years you know i've always wondered what the hell is going on up there you know like in 20 years i have seen a lot of talent come through you cannot tell me that some of the players that have come through this team in the last 20 years have not been talented especially some of the young guys that have come through and you know i've seen a lot of there's been quarterback you know issues obviously we've seen tons of quarterbacks just come in the door fly out the door never do anything blah blah, blah. there for the longest time our football team became the the freaking black hole players would come here to die their, their careers would come here to die like they would come to the to the to the washington redskins and then they would play a couple years and then they're out the league even at 26 27 they wouldn't play again and that's something that's always bothered me now if you listen to a good portion of the fan base they all believe that it's daniel snyder daniel snyder daniel snyder me personally and i think that a lot of what we're seeing now it kind of backs it up i personally think it's daniel snyder's inability to hire people that are worthy enough to manage the situation okay now what you got going on is well what you had going on at least at random times was just multiple accounts of the interns being treated like shit. i mean for lack of better terminology that's really what it was and i also be willing to guarantee 100 that there's at least a portion of this and almost all of the teams in the nfl and maybe even all across sports women are not treated with complete respect in the sporting world especially not the male dominated sections of the sporting world and that's not me trying to throw feminism or inject feminism into the conversation that's just me keeping it real you know i have a daughter and i care about what happens in this world as it pertains to her and how the world shapes and shifts for her to live in once i'm no longer here you know she has no want or anything to be involved in anything sports related but if she wanted to i feel like the options should be there not something that she has to still climb obstacles or whatever the case may be to do it it's one of the things that i really liked about ron rivera is that he doesn't see walls you know he just sees people he doesn't see people as an oh well you can intern here and then you got to go elsewhere and have a different career no he thinks that women can make it in the nfl as well so we're going to see how that works out because you know obviously it's something new and it's going to work out in front of our face some people think it's pandering to situations and causes 
I myself personally think that women are human too. Why can't they try to do something themselves? You know, I get it that it may lead to some sort of, you know, issues in the in the future. I, I, you know, maybe in the coaching situation, some of these younger guys, are they really going to listen to a female telling them what to do? I get it that some people believe that that may be an issue or cause for concern moving on. And if it is, then we learn that it's not going to happen and they move on. One of the two. Why not give it a try? But anyway, the whole reason I even bring that that subject up is because of what this news story that came from the Washington Post that came out the other day really touched on, you know, which I felt like that was like the biggest, you know, buildup the DC sports has ever done for one piece. And it did not come through on the goods that they really were trying to hype up and i think some of the fans maybe just got you know a little bit behind it and thought you know oh well this is going to get danny gone let's get behind this you know because everybody's pissed about the name which you know obviously i can't blame anyone for being upset about the name being changed i mean i'm upset still but i heard everything from ranging from danny's took trips to epstein island to you know, they were paying reps off to, I mean, it was all kinds of stuff that was floating around. None of that stuff's true, guys. None of it's true. It's all fake news. And it was all, you know, moved around because immediately the media starts to fuel the fire. And there's so many fans that don't like Danny that it was easy to push the flame. Now, I'm going to say it and be honest. I've been inside that building before. I didn't feel like that environment was really that bad. I didn't. Now, obviously, I'm not in that environment every day. And I'm not somebody that's had to deal with the type of stuff that some of these females, you know, have said that they have dealt with. So I can't say one way or the other uh, what's what's happened there and what hasn't happened there. I could say that I myself was a little taken back completely that some of the guys were still working for the team years later. I felt like they should have been shown the door immediately, but it took Ron Rivera being around to really you know, find out what was going on and put these guys on the right path that they needed to be put on, which my assumption is, is they'll probably never work in this type of environment again. You know, and I had mentioned in my, my last video when I talked about the Redskins name, I had mentioned that I felt like it, it was unbelievably horrible that the owner didn't come out there and actually tell us, you know, on the podium that they were changing the name, that I felt like it was a chicken shit move to send it through an email. You know, they, they basically changed the name via email. And I don't care how tough it is. He should have came out and talked. I feel like the reason why is because he promised us fans. He used the word never and you could use caps and he promised us fans. He didn't tell anybody else. I didn't feel like he needed to come out and talk to the sponsors. I didn't feel like he needed to come out and talk to ESPN or NFL Network or the public. I felt like he needed to come out and talk to the fans that he should have came out and told us what was going on. And he didn't. And then when this bombshell quote unquote report dropped from the Washington Post, again, he balked. He didn't come out. Ron Rivera had to make the, the comments that he made and, you know, tell everybody that we're going to pick up and move forward. And I can't stand this is the way that this organization is ran. First of all, they need a GM or a team president. They need one. It needs to be done so that we have a figurehead that can speak to people. When Bruce was in charge, we had nothing. We had no one speaking. The one year we had Scott McClune was the one year we actually, you know, did pretty decently in the, two, in the 2010s, by the way, and had a voice when people went to go talk to somebody. 
I, you know, I, I know that for so long people told Danny that he needed to step back and not be a face of the team. So he's done that. The problem is, is he never hired anybody to take the reins. You know, when when Gruden was the coach, we got Gruden at the at the mic three or four times a week as the face of the franchise, a, 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 a complete dumbass. I mean, the guy was he might be a nice person in person, but <laughs> I mean. Yeah, let's face it. He wasn't the brightest bulb, you know, up there on on the stage. This franchise is in ruins right now. I'm thankful that we somehow got Ron Rivera to step in and take the job. Because I don't know what happens if we don't find somebody like Ron Rivera. What happens if Ron Rivera is not put in as the lead man in, in charge here? You know, like he comes in, he's hired to coach a team, but now he's the coach, the GM, the team president. You know, he's doing everything and he's spearheading the whole change the name thing pretty much. I mean, is this guy going to pick our name too? I'm starting to wonder, you know, if he does that and this football team turns around, this guy deserves to be in the ring of fame immediately. I mean, he's doing legendary things if he could turn this thing around. Of course, we've said that dozens of times with a few different names that should have turned it around themselves. I can't believe we soiled the name of Joe Gibbs. The second time he came in, we soiled that name. That name is forever soiled now. His place in history was set. He came back soiled. We know how great he is. People that talk about the history of the game that know the history of the game will know how great he is. But when you look in the history book at the stats, you will see a man that came back for a second run that failed. That's a hard pill to swallow. It's almost as hard to swallow that one as it is to swallow the one to be almost 44 years old and to know that the team hasn't been anything in my adult years. Nothing. We've had a couple little hints here. You know, we've been teased. A little couple playoff appearances here and there. No, we've had nothing. And the fan base is passionate. They love football. They have stood behind this team no matter what. No matter what the record was. Yeah, we've been mad. There's been several of us that, oh, I'll never watch these this team again. And then, of course, next week they're watching the team again. You know, there's been several that said, if Danny don't sell, I'll never watch this team. And then they do it every weekend. But now, with the name being changed, I think a lot of those guys are probably going to cut the ties completely. And I can't argue with that group of people. I can't. There's nothing I can really say. I can tell you that I myself cannot drop the love of football. So to me, they're going to continue to be the same team they've always been. But of course, I'm not foolish. I could realize that it's not going to be the same. And I'm wondering how long it's going to be before NFL Network and the other you know, broadcast stations, especially ESPN, stuff like that, start... What are they going to do, blur the, the, the logo out when they start playing history stuff? Or are they just going to stop playing history stuff altogether? Now, I mean, I've got the stuff on DVD, and most almost all of the, the content, all the way up to like 19, I don't know, maybe like 77 or 76, I pretty much got all that content on my hard drive. I foresaw this happening a long time ago as far as the, the name being taken away from us. In 2013, when Amanda Blackhorse and company had really started putting the pressure on us, I knew that we had already lost the court of public opinion. I knew it. I knew that the world was changing, which I'm actually glad the world is changing. But I knew that we had lost the court of public opinion 
meaning that the media had stretched everybody so thin that they didn't know what to believe anymore. And that the small group of people that were offended, obviously, as time goes on, we're going to find followers. And those followers ended up being certain groups of a lot of white people got behind them. Yes, they have a lot of other Native Americans that have also joined their their group, their discussion. Um, the thing that always bothered me was when you follow the money of how those groups have all been organized, they lead back to the not my mascot group and or not your mascot or whatever it is. I'm not a mascot or whatever it is. And they try to call themselves a grassroots campaign, which they're not. OK, they're not. They're ran by a man named Ray Hallbrighter from the Oneida Nation. And this guy is as slippery as they come. And he also used to be uh, classmates with Obama at Harvard. Now, I'm not here to talk a ton of politics, okay? I'm here and we're talking this subject. And you can't have this subject without talking this part of it. Now, the United Nation has been synonymous with throwing people off of their own land um, because they don't agree with them or anything like that. I believe they opened a themed a casino for the Wizard of Oz. Okay. And that was after years and years of battling to try to get the rights there. And you should also remember that the Redskins were embattled in a copyright dispute uh, when all of this really started to take form and they won that court case. Now, the original idea, I believe, was to strip them of the copyright and then, of course, to start overselling them, meaning to sell other goods with the Redskin emblem on it already to kind of like, you know, push them out of the market a little bit because I believe Ray Hallbrighter and all his friends got to see how much money that Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins were making. So they dove in and put a lot of money into the Not Your Mascot campaign and really started after us. And once they lost the copyright situation, the whole case pretty much died. You had, yes, you had small pockets of people that protested at the games and situations where Obviously, online, you had people just that were just all over the Redskins uh, Twitter uh, account and, you know, their Facebook account telling them to change the name and everything like that. But the, the massive movement pretty much ended. And I, it's, you always could see these in, in election years, they flare back up. And of course, the particular climate that we've been in um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and then George Floyd and everything going on that particular movement kind of joined in with, an, you know, not your mascot movement. And that's what pushed it over the top. And I completely understand that society is ready to move forward in all ways. My problem has and always will be the people that get left behind whose voices are not being heard. There are many, 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 many Native Americans, almost complete sections of tribes and nations that support the Washington Redskins name that are Redskin fans themselves. I know everybody tries to push this new poll on me and tell me about how this poll says that more people are offended. I get it. If you dig deep into how those questions were asked, they're a little bit more evasive than, than what they really should have been. And, you know, nobody runs around. By the way, I don't run around at Redskin games and tell my, my friends down the way, hey, Redskin, how you doing, Redskin? I might say, what's up, my Redskin brother? I might say, what's up, my fellow Redskin lover? I might say stuff like that. 
once I find that they are a Redskin fan or I see them in Redskin gear. But the term was never meant to be the way into asking someone, are you a Redskin or do you feel someone should call you Redskin? It doesn't make any sense to use it that way because it was never meant that way. So that's the part of the conversation that I get lost in sometimes. I also understand that there are a section of people in the world who it does offend. Okay. I believe there it's a much smaller group than what probably everybody else involved in this thinks. But I digress. I honestly think what happened here is I think somebody, maybe Bruce Allen, I don't like to get into conspiracies, but somebody dropped a dime on what used to happen inside of Redskin Park. Okay. And in the process, they did a deep dive and they found the stuff that led to the two guys that got fired last week. And I think that information was used against Daniel Snyder to make him change the name. It was used as leverage. I think they were going to release that publicly. And here we are. It got released publicly. Because I think Danny went against whoever tried to leverage it against him. Now, I don't know who would have leveraged it against him. Maybe it's just the media itself. Like I said, I don't like conspiracy theories. I think it's pretty obvious, though, that the media wants Daniel Snyder to change the name. And there are a couple of billionaires that live in D.C. that would probably jump right in if they given half the chance. Now, I'm sure the fan base would completely support that as a whole. I had actually seen more support for Danny behind the name thing than anything else in the history of me being a fan with Daniel Snyder owning the team. A couple things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for having Ron Rivera in there in that position. I really think that they should hire a couple more guys to help run the front office or elevate somebody that they already have into a GM role, perhaps Kyle Smith. Somebody needs to be in that office overseeing things. And I was glad to see Danny's um, press release. I believe him and his wife made a formal press release. And then I think they had a release that went around to all the employees, you know, and, and it sounds like he's ready to deep root these things out. Um, I wonder if at the time, if he knew they were going, this stuff was going on, but there's no way that this type of environment could exist for 20 years or 10 years or five years or whatever long Bruce was in control, seven years um, where he had complete control. Um, there's no way that Danny didn't know this stuff happened. There's no way. And me as a father, that bothers me. Okay. That bothers me. So I want to see this fixed. I was glad to see Ron Rivera's comments and, you know, to hear him talk as a father. I know some people don't like the nepotism thing, uh, but it happens in life. I've never had the feeling of actually getting a job because of who my dad was. But, you know, I'm sure it happens more than we really are willing to admit. That also doesn't mean that she doesn't bring merit to her job or that it's not, you know, a job that she can't excel at. I hate putting people in boxes. It's kind of like trying to tell people that they should be offended by the name of a football team. I hate putting people in one box and saying this is where you have to be and you can't stray from it. It has to be this and nothing else. I can't stand that. It's one of the only true things that really irritates me in life. That and hypocritical people and ignorant people. And I know that I've got some people along the way that don't agree with me. And I get that. You know, you're never going to agree with everybody in, in the world. And, and as me as a video maker, there's no way that I can make everybody in the world happy. You know, there really isn't. So I just try to give my opinion 
and I tried to hear other people's opinion and try to understand it. And, you know, I, I actually had somebody comment on my video the other day that, that had never commented my videos before, I don't think. But they made a good point saying that, you know, they were a younger fan. So they don't remember the glory days. They don't remember the good old days. But they've heard about them, obviously, and they've watched, you know, film or whatever and seen the videos of all the old guys winning titles. And um, the thing that they've known is the last, you know, 15, 20 years, which has been a bunch of losing. And then, of course, this story from the Washington Post to them is one of the reasons why they, you know, this guy was saying that they believe the name should be changed to get away from that, you know, that situation of embarrassing what the legacy is and you know I thought about that comment for a while that was made towards me and I tell you there's no getting away from any legacy you know this this legacy is going to live on it has for many many years you know removing George Preston Marshall off of the the name of the team's history is is not going to help anything either because that history is still going to be there no matter what they do you know, when people go to talk about the history of the Washington Redskins, they're going to talk about George Preston Marshall and his bigoted ways or, or what they perceive were bigoted ways. They're going to talk about Daniel Snyder buying the team in the year 2000 after Jack Kent Cook refused to change the name and then taking 20 years to change it. They're not going to talk about how great of a person he was to finally change it. It's going to be always be the narrative is going to be always pushed the same way. It took 20 years to change the name. That's what the narrative is going to be now. And that bothers me. I'm not sure why the narrative has to be pushed that way, but that bothers me that it's going to be remembered in that tone. I also understand that in this world we live in, there's some things you cannot change. But we've been taught that that is definitely not the name of football teams, right? Even after 88 years. <laughs> I laugh, I laugh, but inside I'm crying, I can tell you, because they've taken the product that I love, the game that when I was younger was bigger than anything else that I was involved in, and they've turned it into this, and <laughs> I have so many people that I could blame when it comes to that Redskins front office being a muck, and I've been thinking, maybe the winds of change will bring us a team that will win a title again, you know? I don't want to give up on this franchise. I don't want to give up on them. You know, this is all I've ever known. You know, there's sports and then there's this, you know, and I'm not ready to let it go. To my fellow fans who are ready to let it go, I hope you come back. I really do. I know there's a portion of the fan base that, that thinks that if once you leave, that you shouldn't come back. I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys argue amongst yourself on that one. I'm not going to take a stance because anybody that still calls themselves a fan of this football team after the mess that we've been put through is a real fan. So let's stop with this. You're a fake fan. You're a real fan. I'm a real fan. You're a fake fan stuff. Okay. Anybody who is still watching the Washington team play football last season and all the way up until when they changed the name, you were still calling yourself a fan. You're a real fan. If, if you still say you love that team. Okay, there's there's no way of looking at it any different. The name situation and not wanting to be a fan after it being changed, that's a completely different discussion. But there's no way that you can tell someone that they're not a fan after they put up with as much trash as they put up with, with this organization. There's, you just can't do that. 
Okay, we got we got to get out of that mentality, folks. Y'all want to ask all my fellow fans this. Have you not noticed the fan base has thinned out? Have you not noticed that the average age of the fan base has kind of increased as the years go on? The younger fans have left in droves, okay? Now, us Redskin fans that have had children that have tried to turn them on to football have tried to gear them and push them towards being Redskin fans, but they're they're leaving in droves now. This new age of, of fan does not think the same way as we did when we were coming up. The thought patterns of all this is completely different with this, with this generation of people. And when we die, the rest of this fan base dies off. So I feel like the organization is probably thinking about gearing themselves to the younger crowd and kind of knowing that we're going to continue to say hell to the Redskins and all that stuff no matter what. So I kind of understand if some of the people that are currently fans after so many years want to quit okay but guys it does you no good to go to every single post on the internet and tell us about it okay i love each and every one of you as burgundy and gold brothers and sisters but it does no good to tell us about it every five minutes on every post on the internet okay that said i always love to hear everybody's opinions always you know that's that's really all i got you know, it really is. I'm disgusted over what I've seen and heard about this organization over the last week and a half. I'm disgusted by some of the reactions I've seen by fellow and opposing fans to this name being changed. I'm disgusted the way that I've seen fellow Redskin fans who also happen to be Native Americans have their voices be squelched and told that they don't matter. I'm disgusted by that. Mostly I'm disgusted by the fact that Native Americans as a whole can't even agree whether or not our team name is disparaging or if it's not. They can't even agree themselves, okay? You end up with one section of a, a certain you know nation saying that it's, it's racist, but then another section says it's not, but then you have... Uh, a reservation, maybe they come out and say it's racist, but then they have Redskins as the name of the football team on their reservation, you know. And it also seems like a little bit of a of a territorial thing, you know, like somewhere, you know. Sometimes it seems like the east, the eastern coast um, tribes seem in the nations seem to not have a problem. Um, you get up further north, there's a couple that have problems with the name. You get out west, there's tons of tribes that have problems with the names. In the Midwest, not so much, you know. And a lot of the younger crowds have all taken issue with the name. A lot of them have. And I don't know if that's because of political movements or what it's because of. All I could say is, and I said this in my previous video, I hope that they take their platforms that they've been given on this subject and use them for positive reasoning. Please use them to make life better on, on, the, on, these, on these, these Indian reservations, these native lands. Please use it to make their lives better. If that's what this has been from, you know, since the very beginning, use it for that. I have this sinking sensation, though, that it's only being done to get bigger and bigger and kind of like, you know, eat the opposition each time. You've already swallowed the Redskins. Now they're going to try to swallow the Chiefs or the Braves or whatever the case may be. The next person in their line. This is a slippery slope we're on, folks. And this slope could take us down all directions in several sports. And there are several team names that are, you know, questionable outside the bounds 
of just, you know, native mascottery. I have seen several people in the last few weeks, one of which was like the UNC Tar Heel name. Okay. There are people that want that name changed. I am not joking you. Here's an article. Look, folks, this is a slippery slope that we're on now. And, and I bet you that if you read that article right there, the man that's in it talking about why he's got a problem with it has a valid reason for saying such. And the world we live in now, because of what's happened with the Redskins and you telling you telling you know, Redskin fans and the, and the team that must change their name. If even just one person's offended by using that reasoning, you have created a slippery slope in the country. And that worries me. I don't know where we go from here, but I think we're here. You know what I mean? I don't know where this is going to lead us now, but we're here. You know, I've touched on several things, guys. Let me know your opinions in the comment section. You know, I'm noticing here more and more lately, the less and less of y'all are commenting. You know, I, I see the views still there. I see the thumbs up still there. I see people still coming in and out. Less comments, though. You know, let me know what you guys are thinking, man. Like, I get it that you guys may not agree with me. That's fine. I'm not asking everybody to jump in line and agree with me. Let's hear what you think, though. But that's about all I got. Hell to the Redskins, y'all. Peace. We come from the NFC East, never scared of a fight. Rescue stick out your chest, golden burgundy pride.